Well, hello again. I'm Tony Payne. Welcome to another edition of Two Ways News. Great to be with you again. It's just me this week. Philip is off up at the Reach Australia conference up on the Central Coast. Uh, I'm also heading up to that conference later on today. But in the meantime, I wanted to record this episode and speak to you about a common problem, a common issue that confronts us and challenges us as Christians, and that is other Christians. I was talking to an old friend recently who'd stopped going to church. In fact, he'd not been going to church for some time. And I asked him what had happened. And he paused and said, well, let me put it this way, Tony. I made the mistake of working for a church organisation. And a familiar story unfolded. A story of misunderstandings, clashes of expectations, poor behaviour on both sides, I think the prioritising of the needs of the organisation over the treatment of the person, and so on. And it occurred to me once again that one of the main challenges of the Christian life is simply the behaviour of other Christians. Now, it's not as if my friend was without blame. I suspect his faith was never as solid, perhaps, as it seemed. But he joined the worryingly long list of people I know who were helped out of the Christian life by other Christians. And this saddens us, of course, but it shouldn't surprise us. The New Testament constantly leads us to expect these sorts of challenges, these sorts of problems. In fact, I think they come in three sorts of varieties, at least three. The first is the unavoidable danger of infiltration, of infiltration by false brothers, by wolves, by people who appear to be Christian, who may even believe themselves to be Christian, who knows, but who worm their way into churches and into families and into our lives and who sow chaos and destruction. I think of passages like Acts 20 or Titus chapter 1 or 2 Timothy chapter 3, where in particular the leaders of churches are warned that these sorts of people will be about and that they are wreckers. They come into churches and they cause destruction and we need to watch out for them. That's one kind of problem. But another is the appointment to leadership of Christians who are genuine believers. They're not wolves. But they're not people who should be in Christian leadership. They're people who in some way lack the conviction or sometimes the character uh, and sometimes the ability to shepherd God's flock well. The kind of people that I guess 1 Timothy 3 is written so as to exclude, so as to say what kind of people are qualified to be elders and leaders and therefore what kind of people aren't. You've no doubt come across such people if you've been around in Christian circles for any length of time. People who are narcissists or bullies or attention seekers or empire builders. The sorts of leaders who, though themselves, might be people of Christian faith wreak havoc in other people's Christian lives. But my friend's story is really an example of a third kind of problem, and perhaps the most common problem, the simple fact that Christians continue to be sinners and we hurt one another. I know the organisation that my friend worked for, and I know the people who run it. And they're not wolves, and they're not narcissistic bullies or inappropriate Christian leaders. But it seems pretty likely that they handled things poorly in this instance, and I don't think my friend reacted in a particularly good way either. Christians are people, and people are the worst. 
Think how often the New Testament authors urge their readers not to fight over stupid things and not to take advantage of each other or to lie to one another or to show favouritism to each other or to wrong one another. But instead, we're constantly encouraged to forgive and to forbear, to seek reconciliation, to show compassion and consideration. And you only need all those things if other people are difficult. If you are the kind of person who gets annoyed or offended easily, then other Christians certainly give you plenty of material to work with. For my part, I don't think I'm an especially irritable person, but I have had to repent of those overly critical post-mortems that happen on the way home from church in the car, where my wife and I dissect everything that's happened and express our irritation or complaint. If I'm in the mood, there is no end of things to find fault with or be annoyed about. If only my antennae were as finely tuned to pick up the faults and annoyances and shortcomings in my life, to extract the log from my own eye, as somebody once said. We should expect other Christians to be annoying, just as we should realise that we are annoying to them. We should expect inconsistency and even hypocrisy. We should expect pride to rear its ugly head. We should expect people to be as blind to their own shortcomings as we are to ours. We should expect to be offended and annoyed and hurt. And this extends to convictions and teachings and beliefs. We should expect to be frustrated by good evangelical brothers sometimes believing and teaching things that are inconsistent with their evangelical Bible-based faith. And we must acknowledge that we're prone to that inconsistency as well. The example of this that sticks out in my mind is of evangelical friends who have downplayed or sidestepped the Bible's teaching about men and women and their ordered roles in the home and in the church. I don't think these brothers have ceased to be Bible-believing evangelical Christians, but they're acting inconsistently with their profession at this point. And I no doubt do the same thing myself. Do you sometimes find that the hardest thing about being a Christian day to day is the inconsistent and sometimes annoying presence of other Christians? Well, if so, then perhaps you also need to hear the two encouraging and challenging words that God brought to me last Monday. I'm currently using the Book of Common Prayer to structure my morning prayer times. And on this particular Monday, I came to this prayer, the collect for the third Sunday after Easter. It goes like this. Almighty God, who shows to them that be in error the light of thy truth, to the intent that they may return into the way of righteousness, grant unto all them that are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion, that they may eschew those things that are contrary to their profession. And follow all such things as are agreeable to the same through our Lord Jesus Christ. Grant unto all them that are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion, that they may eschew, that is to avoid, to run away from, to eschew those things that are contrary to their profession, and follow all such things as are agreeable to the same. My response to the annoying inconsistency of other Christians should be to pray for them. All Christians, and yes, even me, especially me, say or do things that are contrary to their profession. 
And we all need God to open our eyes to our faults and to direct us into doing all such things as are agreeable to our profession of Christ and his ways. Do not be anxious, but pray, says Philippians. In the same vein, I think we could say, do not be annoyed or irritated or offended, but pray. Pray for God's light to shine in all of our hearts, that we might see where we are at fault and repent of our inconsistency and our sin. And, by the way, it's hard to stay annoyed with someone if you're praying for them. Then, as if to ram home the point, last Monday God's providence also took me to Psalm 16, where I read these verses. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another god shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names on my lips. The saints, he talks about, the excellent ones, in whom is all my delight, as opposed to those who run after other gods. Is that how I think about other Christians? The excellent ones, the ones who do not run after other gods, but who have been run after by God, who have been washed and saved and set apart by him as one of his holy and precious people. Is that how I think about other Christians? If I don't, and I often don't, then here is another area, yet another area, in which I am living contrary to my profession. You can't be one of the saints and not delight in the saints, as the psalmist does, as God himself does. When the light of faith dawns in our hearts, we see ourselves and other Christians for who we really are. Yes, we are all annoying, sinful people who continue to offend not just each other, but the God who has saved us. But we are the annoying sinful people that God has graciously redeemed and regenerated and set apart for himself. We are his saints. And God delights in his saints. So must we. Well, I hope you found those thoughts and reflections useful. Please get in touch and let me know what you think and about the struggles you have with relating to other Christians. Perhaps not a catalogue of all the things that you find annoying about other people. That probably won't be helpful for any of us. But if you'd like to get in touch and give me your reactions to today's post, please do so. If you're one of the people who's receiving uh, this podcast as part of the regular newsletter email, you can just hit reply on the email. It's an easy way to get in touch and give your thoughts. Or you can just email me at tonyjpain at me.com. Well, that's about it for this week. Philip should be back next week, and I'm looking forward to tackling a number of the questions that you've been sending in. There's been some excellent emails recently, and we'll try and deal with some of those next time. But let's close today's episode by praying that prayer again, that excellent prayer. Almighty God, who shows to them that be in error the light of your truth, to the intent that they return into the way of righteousness, Grant unto all them that are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion that they may eschew those things that are contrary to their profession and follow all such things as are agreeable to the same through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.